0: Welcome to the Mommy Oyoyo Podcast, a safe space for honest, transparent, authentic, and real-life gist about being a mother, African style. I am your hostess with the mostest, Berry Dakara, and I am here to share the unique experiences of being an African mother. Thank you for tuning in. Oya, drop the kids, get comfy, and make we start! Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Mommy Oyoyo Podcast. I'm your hostess, Ms. Berry Dakara, and this is episode 41. So I'm going to do something a little bit new now. Actually, this is completely new. Actually, you know what? There are a couple of things that I'm doing new today. Uh, first of all, I need to shout out Mercy. Mercy put up a tag on Instagram where she said that she listened to episode 40 of the podcast where I spoke with Tommy Singh um about Mom Friends and Mercy said this is one of my favorite mommy podcasts I really love the variety of experiences shared and Berida Kara is a lovely host and Mercy thank you so 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 very much I'm so grateful for your feedback and for um Shouting me out on Instagram. I really, really appreciate it. And I should tell you guys, though, that Mercy herself is also a podcast host for the BBC. As in BBC. As in, you know, the big, you know, news conglomerates. Okay? Um, So um, you guys should check out the Parenting Podcast by the BBC. And listen to Mercy, who's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant Um, Co-host of that podcast, but I wanted to shout her out and say thank you so much for your shout out on Instagram Um, I I will want to be doing this um, more often where whenever I get feedback on an episode I will shout it out on a on another or a future episode So make sure you keep those reviews and tags coming Okay, so let's get into the episode. I said I had a couple of new things so this is the new thing with this episode the guest is anonymous. Most of my episodes um, that have featured, actually all of my episodes that have featured guests, um, I've had their names, sometimes even their full names, I've had their photos up. However, this guest wanted to remain anonymous and I just want to put it out there that I'm very perfectly willing and happy to share your stories, even if you want to remain anonymous. The whole premise here is not that I want to show your face or whatever. I'm trying to share as many African women's stories about motherhood. Okay. I'm trying to share our stories and I understand that some of you may need some privacy, not just for yourselves, but to protect your families as well and we'll need to, you know, remain anonymous. And, Feel free to reach out to me if you think you have a story that you want to share. And even if you want to remain anonymous, it's definitely possible. And this is the very first episode where we are having an anonymous guest. So let me not continue talking too much, but go ahead and listen to this wonderful episode where I speak with Mama Z, who was married for almost 10 years before she had her first child. Well, actually, at this point, it might be her only child. We didn't discuss that, but hey, um, yeah. Just go ahead. Listen to the episode. I hope you enjoy it.
1: Hi, Hi Mama Z. Hi, Miss Barry
2: It's <laughs> good to speak to you and I see can you. Speak to you. How are you doing today? Um, much better. Good. I'm good. doing
1: good. Yeah awesome 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 mm-hmm. so um we're just going to start very very quickly Could you please tell us a little bit about yourself as much as you want to tell us about yourself
2: as much as I well i'm um nigerian american <laughs> that's the thing um grew up in nigeria came here when i was well i was born in alana then i moved to nigeria came up here when i was 14 years um Got married at 30. I went home for a vacation, met a guy, and after 10 days, he proposed. <laughs> we, we got... <laughs> True story. Okay. Wait. Wait. So okay. Wait. You went home for vacation. Yes, I went for Christmas vacation.
1: And 10 and years later.
2: Yes, yeah, so I went... This, he's a family friend. I kind of knew his brother, but I didn't really know him and I wasn't that close to him. And then we met up and We chatted, he got my number, we went out every day for 10 days, we missed a day, so after 10 days, we missed a day, and on the 10th day, he proposed, so I was like, yeah, right, he's looking for a Yankee babe, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) 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 And that was January, I came back home, Um, we talked for a while, then um, like Valentine's Day, he's like, okay, I'm going to go speak to your dad. And then um like yeah, whatever. Everything he did, I was like, yeah, whatever. And then my dad calls me like there's a young man here asking for your hand in marriage and yeah. And then we got married in May and um it's what is this, eleven years? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> So got married at 30, um, then had the baby at uh forty one. Yeah which was last year wow yeah. so
1: you're married about 10 years
2: 11 this year will make it 11 years okay so you've been
1: married 11 years yeah you were married for about 9, 10 years before you go yes with
2: yeah your son yes because for his three months dedication I actually did it on my 10th wedding anniversary date wow yeah so there's a common theme of 10 10 going on
1: (laughs) wow okay there are are many reasons for the wow Mm -hmm. after 10 days wow okay (laughs) he knew what he wanted (laughs) he sure did he knew what he wanted that's good that's good okay but um The the major wow really is you know be married up to ten years almost ten years um, Mm -hmm. before finally having your child. And um, for people who are listening, um, Mama Z and I have we first we had our first interaction. It was in January 2016, which is about four plus years ago. Um, because I put up a post, I actually forgot about this post too, until <laughs> I went back to my email a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I put up that post on Bella Niger um sharing like what my year had been like and I touched on that, you know, I'd had 11 missed periods that year. I was hoping that I wouldn't have a misperiod in December because, you know, we've been trying to get pregnant and so you sent me that email. Um, at that point, you've been married about seven years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you've been act- actively trying to conceive for about six years, during which you suffered a miscarriage. Um, but could you just kind of walk us through what like the nine ten years was like? Like at what point, you know, okay, so your first year of marriage, you weren't trying to get pregnant, but then you started actively trying and then at what point was it like um okay these things like there might be a problem here like did you get tested did you get tested yeah just like what you can tell us
2: yeah my first year like i was in grad school here my husband was in nigeria so it was like go home every three months so nothing happened You're like yeah no big deal went to a hospital in um uh in Nigeria in Portok, I think what no O'Wari and um went to do like fiber check fiber if anything is wrong, you know, just to make sure everything is good. Yeah. And they told me, Oh, you're all good, nothing is wrong. So we're like, okay, maybe because we're not together. Um and then by the second year yeah. we're now uh living together. I moved back to Nigeria. So uh year two, year three, <laughs> and then you're like, okay, this is a problem, and then I think between year three and four, we moved um, to the state, so I came, I, I went to my doctors, and they were like, everything is fine, he did his test, everything was fine, then around, um, I think, year five or so, um, I did have a, a doctor's checkup, where I went, like my regular women's um appointment, and they're like, "Oh, it seems like one of your tubes is blocked, so I did one of those um u v testing like they put the uh the color thing up your tubes and yeah, flush it. I went home, then I was attending Mountain of Fire. <laughs> I did the dry fast. I prayed, oh Lord, make it work. And then when I went back for my test, they're like, oh, your tubes are cleared. So, you know, like they kept checking and there was nothing wrong. And what made it even more difficult was was that it was unexplained um infertility so they just they know there's nothing wrong so there's nothing they can fix so at that point you're like well Jesus take control so by year seven um I got pregnant and so um what happened okay I think I had someone in my house that came to have a baby from Nigeria, took it to the doctors. And then um, somewhere in there, it's like, oh, I haven't had my period. But, you know, I usually I like, I tune in, like, just like you, I count every period, you know, when it's coming. Oh, Lord, another period don't come, don't come. And I'm like, oh, no period. And um took the test, found that I was pregnant, and then um was told to come back for, you know, your regular check. So when I six weeks, they saw the sack, it was actually my birthday, all happy, no heartbeat yet. They're like, okay, come back in nine weeks. Went back in nine weeks, no heartbeat. And then I think I went back the following week, and then they're like, "Um, oh, I don't think this is like a viable um pregnancy. So, of course, personal fate. I'm like, I'm not going to accept that. I think at that point, um, the doctor was like, you know what, we'll come, we'll check again in another week, but if it's not growing and we don't see a heartbeat, you you know, we'll give you the tablets to kind of get rid of it. I'm like, no way, it's not happening. We prayed. I'm like, I mean, it would be a cruel joke to be expecting for seven years, and then when it happens, it's it's not real. It's like, God, why would you make that happen right. long story short did all the prayers um nothing happened i kept growing and at 11 weeks on um, five days i started bleeding and that was it went to the hospital and to evacuate it and they, during the evacuation they were like oh you have a very big fiber so maybe the reason you've not had a child is this very big fiber. So within three months after I recovered from the evacuation, I had the fiber um, surgery done. I had a myectomy took out some a lot of fiber, one really huge one. And then we're thanking God, okay, this is it. And everybody was telling me, you know what? It's a fiber that caused the miscarriage. So now you're definitely gonna get pregnant. And, oh, that was it. And then of course we wait an extra three years <laughs> before it finally happens but the the whole time um I think the main word there would be depression, hopelessness failure um i I used to use the term like instead of um being motivated to go forward, <laughs> I was motivated to go backwards. I don't know, like you just feel like. <laughs> Nothing is worth it, but then you try to assess it. It's like I'm just waiting for a child. It's it's not my fault. It's not something I control. But somehow it just it's just a picture of failure. It just it's almost like a failure that you can't help.
1: Right, and then when it's you know when the infertility is unexplained like that, it's very it can be very um, demoralizing because I remember like when. You know, I was trying to conceive. It was like, okay, we've done a test with, for me. Oh, I, not I lost test. you
2: for a second. I just heard you again. Sorry. Oh, sorry.
1: Okay. Well, I saying, um, um, when uh, when it's unexplained, when the infertility is unexplained, it's very demoralizing, yeah. right? Like you just don't understand like, okay, why, what's going on? Like did I do something wrong? I remember like praying to God like what have I done to you?
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: What have I done to you? Like it just doesn't make any sense. Like they've done a test on me, have, nothing ha- um showed up. They've done the test on him, nothing showed up. You now start wondering whether, you know, you're being punished for some sin that you committed when you were like, I don't know, twelve years old or You know, as a teenager or in your 20s or, you know, all of those things just come to you. Yeah. But, um, and
2: people people remind you about that people ask you "Say anything you did while in university you know almost like okay is there something you want to confess to you you know like maybe you had an abortion or you know they just they, they keep yes. <laughs> they ask you all yes. these silly questions they will ask you, you, <laughs> time, yeah. ask you are you sure yeah. You have you, you like yes it? yeah i yeah and i'm like you know even a prostitute has a child so there's nothing that I could have done that would warrant it you know are you guys doing to do the right way you know uh lie down pick up your legs up <laughs> do it every other day I mean we've, we've just yeah it's, it's crazy it's crazy you do wonder I know like growing up honestly I didn't want to have a child that's that's just how I was. But I didn't, at the same time, I didn't want to get married. I was one of those people like, you know what, I'm living my life independent. I'm happy. And, you know, I don't want to be bogged down with a kid or marriage. So I even joke with my husband that, you know, he did juju on me. <laughs> and that's how, <laughs> because it just, it happened, like I said, it happened so quick. So I now kept thinking like then Actually, I remember in college, you know they made fun of me. You know how when you're not part of the cool crowd, you know like I'm like, I'm not dating. I'm not gonna have sex because I don't want to get pregnant. God forbid I should have kid. You know there was this mm-hmm. big joke about me, and I don't want to it HIV. <laughs> I don't want kid. You know so I kept saying, okay, is this part of why? You know God, I was immature. I didn't know any better. I was you know. <laughs> At that point in my life, I didn't want a kid. And then sometimes I would ponder, the, do I really want a kid? Because I'm married, especially to a Nigerian man, and it's expected. Like, you know, you get married, bam. Even in my family, one of the things, everybody thought I was pregnant. And that was the reason why we made in December and then got married in May. So they're like, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> they got knocked up and they're trying to watch the wedding so you know like uh it was just too much um too many pressures and even the people that think that um they're trying to be helpful you know not being helpful you have the people mocking you straight up mocking you you have the people shading you <laughs> Yeah, the people, yeah, you know, you just, I mean, you even start to see different types of personalities when you're dealing with something like this, because no matter what, from my experience, I was, I was to blame. Therefore, I like the, the issue was with me, so I had to fix it wasn't so much my husband it had to do with me that's that was always uh well have you tried this have you done that or you know don't forget he's a man he could go have a kid anything you know and you're like this is something that both of us are going through that we can't control so you kind of have that stigma around right.
1: right there's this thing of where you know if with um Nigerian couples or guess Africans um if you're not getting pregnant for whatever reason, they blame the woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They blame the woman. Nobody ever thinks, well, what if it's the man? Maybe, you know, health wise, he's not, you know, okay to have a child. Yeah nobody thinks about that it's always like well what about you like what are you doing like mm-hmm. you know what, what did you do in your past do you have yeah. this or do you have that have you said exactly this
2: you said that? are you praying enough are you fasting enough are you being righteous enough are you, are you being freaky enough like, <laughs> you can't wait <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I remember the lady that told me that this was a stranger. I had met her like two minutes before. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you don't know how to pray. That's why you're not pregnant. Uh I'm like, chick, what? I don't Uh know you. You don't know me. Like, what was that? I don't know. I've I've never had,
2: like, the church I was going to, and they were like, it's a popular church in Nigeria. In fact, um, die by fire, church, and one of the pastors there was like, oh, I have locks. Oh, because you have locks. Therefore, your spirit is locked, and that's why you can't have a kid. I am telling you that after the miscarriage, I did cut my locks because, oh, wow. yeah, it it got to me, and I was like, okay. I mean, when I started my locks, like, I've had locks for, like, 20-some years. I started, like, in college. I did it for... Um, laziness. I just don't like doing hair. So for me it's the easiest thing. But I'm now saying, okay, maybe you're ignorant, maybe you don't know the spiritual implications of it, you know. But when that person told me, of course I'm like, Are you crazy? Like, what has my fashion got to do with my ability to have a child? But you know, you try to do everything right to fix this problem. So I did cut the locks and <laughs> I grew back again. Still <laughs> wow. nothing. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, just in the whole 10 years, like how were you coping or managing?
2: I was coping bad. Like the average, I would say everybody that saw me wouldn't know I was coping bad. Very few people in my circle knew I was doing that. You know, I had friends that knew that, uh, you would come to my house and knock and I sit there and I wouldn't answer the door. Like, um, there were a period of like years where I didn't work. I wasn't motivated to work. Um, my husband was like, we need to get you working and he'll you know, I'll tell him, okay, I just need you to like tell me places so I can go look and I'll do it. And then he'll go to work and I'll just sit in one spot till even if he comes back. I get up, I quickly take a shower, make food. And I'm like, you know, I applied to 20 places you know? <laughs> so, just to wow. try to keep up this sense of um, normalcy. But, you know, I like, I was a really um, church, I'm, I still go to church, but then I was really into church because I was looking for something. And then it even went past a point where I was like, widow With without a child, I'm going to serve God. But I was like one of those people, everybody knew me in church, I'm in the choir, the cleaning committee, the that committee, you know, I, I dress well, I look good. And, you know, people even come to you. And then in those 10 years, coincidentally, I hosted... Um, Yeah, five pregnant women came to my house to have a kid. So my cousin came, um, my husband's friend's wife came, um, you know, like, you know, people that it's not as if they were paying us or anything. They're like, oh, they need a place to have their baby. Mm -hmm. And I would go with them into the delivery room, you know. So, and matter of fact, the last person that had a baby, that was 2018. And I told my husband, if we got to host another pregnant woman, I'm going to get a divorce because I can't do it. And, you know, you do this and everybody's praising you. Oh, my God, you're so strong. If I was I cannot host a pregnant woman. You know, it's true, I, I couldn't do it, but I had to do it. I had to uh, keep up that facade that I was doing. okay. But I was I was doing horrible. I, I, I was not motivated to do anything. I Like I said, I got my master's and i wasn 't interested in working, I wasn't interested in doing anything. I just kind of put up a show for people so people wouldn 't feel sorry for me and then when I look back at it, it 's just strange to me because I had a, life was good, but for just this one issue kind of made everything sour mm.
1: well because it is a big thing though it is a big thing, so mm-hmm. I can understand you like just not seeing you know, the good and the great things that are happening in your life because, mm-hmm. like, you're focused on this one big thing. Wanting a yeah. child is a very, very big thing. It, like, it is
2: know. very big. So I can and, definitely understand that. Uh, and I had a supportive... was very, very supportive. I, I tell people I didn't know how bad my, my husband wanted a child until I actually had a child because he was, like, like no shaking. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we don't have a... He used to tell me, "God gives me every good thing that I ask for in His time." Therefore, we will have a child in His time. I'm like, how can you be so nonchalant? Like, <laughs> how can you? But he was so supportive. Like, he knew, okay, the period is coming, the depression time. I I got gifts all the time. Um, he spoiled me. Now my baby gets spoiled. <laughs> I no longer get spoiled. But even even at the time, it was it was almost like. I couldn't even relax and enjoy the gift. I don't feel bad. I remember, like, um, later on, he, he got me a car. He got me a Benz. And I couldn't, like you know, kind of celebrate. I'm like how oh, people say, look at this one. She doesn't have a child and she's having an expensive car. Have you done IVF? Wow. <laughs> have, you, have you tried this? <laughs> because I got that when I like, oh, okay, new handbag, yippee. And they're like, ah, you're redressing a new handbag. Uh-uh. <laughs> you could use that money for this <laughs> you could use that money to buy this uh, black t- whatever thing they were drinking <laughs> to right. uh uh-huh. yeah. You know, so you, almost at a point you kind of start shrinking because I almost feel like oh what are you celebrating what are you happy about all these little things when you don't have that one thing wow
1: did you ever like go to therapy or talk to a counselor or
2: no it was mostly my pastor I think my yeah it was mostly my pastor that I would go to and and talking and of course he would you know encourage me I remember when I had my miscarriage I think my my pastor cried more than my husband because (laughs) everybody was like you know so hopeful and like I said I was active in church and you know he had people come up to him like have you told this lady to go and do this to go and do that you know it's not by coming to church and cleaning and doing all these things you have to do the extra effort but he he kept me encouraged the whole time my husband kept me encouraged my husband made it seem like there was nothing for me to worry about like we're good we don't without a child we're good if we have to adopt we will adopt if we don't you know like he just kind of so even when I would get to that low low, 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 low like well at least do the marriage to say we're good so we're gonna be good you know but no prof professional and then i didn't i didn't talk to a lot of people which is why i reached out to you because i was like oh my god this chick is talking about what i'm feeling she's counting period (laughs) you know i even had we used to go to like a prayer circle like other women seeking um fruit of the womb Mm -hmm. and we wouldn't talk about these things we would just go and pray but like we wouldn't come out to encourage each other and then like after i i wrote to you and talked to you one of the ladies in my um prayer circle i like you know i i opened up to her and found out that we were going through the same thing she was my same age married the same years and you know it's, it's like it's almost like there's a shame factor to it mm. so you don't really talk about it so yeah so just my pastor my hobby and Everybody else just keeps telling you, God will do it. It's done. You know, do this, do that, do that. So, wow.
1: I have to say, though, um, your husband is a blessing for that. Um, because, you know, quite not, not frequently, not like all the time, but every mm-hmm. now and then I remember in the Bible that I think it was Isaac and Rebecca. um, that she was it was taking some time for her to get pregnant. It might have been Rebecca or maybe it was Rachel. Any, I think no, I think it was Isaac and Rebecca. Um but he prayed. He prayed to God on her behalf as well. I know she was praying, but he also prayed as well. And I think that's really, really unfortunate um that in I guess Nigerian or maybe African culture, um, it's always well, the woman needs to pray, the woman needs to pray, and everyone forgets mm-hmm. that, well, the man is there as well, he's mm-hmm. supposed to be the spiritual head of the household, he's yeah. the one praying, guys, mm-hmm. forget yeah. that, but it's right there in the Bible where you know this woman's husband was praying as well, and- mm-hmm. So I just have it's to a- say your husband is a blessing for that.
2: Yes. yes, he was, and I have to say, like, with, with the men, is kind of hard, because with most of the women, um, like the prayer group, Fruit of the Womb, Prayer, people, you won't see the spouse there. You know, it's just us, the women. And then, even when the men come, like whenever my husband went, me, it was almost like, okay, I'll just, I'll just do it, so she'll leave me alone. But for him. <laughs> He felt like, like, I don't have to publicize this. I don't have to run, you know, face. It will happen when it will happen. But when he felt like, okay, you're thinking, like, I don't even care, but I'm going to come so you're happy. I'm going to come so you can hold my hand and pray and shout and and feel good that I'm there, you know. But really, at the end of the day, he didn't really um want to be there i used to be um one of those women. Like whenever if you're looking for fruit of the woman then you run out to the church (laughs) come get your prayer and i had to stop i i I got tired and husband was like you're just gonna keep on going every time god has had this petition so it's it's like it's it's done there's no need like you don't have to be like every special uh church service and a special pastor comes and mm. fruit of the womb time and then you're there you know because at that point everybody um knows you by that issue you know how we pray let people not identify as by a problem okay i'm that sister that's seeking for a child that other sister seeking for a child. like everybody now knew me as that person and i i had to like catch myself i'm like i'm i'm more than that and mm-hmm. more than that, so I stopped doing the come out for prayer, I stopped doing the you know even I had pastors I said, this time next year, you will have a child, and I'll see them the following year, like, dude you said this time next year, you know <laughs> if it, it plays it plays with your faith, but at, at that point, yeah. I saw what he was saying, like don't i don't know, like kind of don't fall victim to it, right,
1: so I have another question um in the entire time while you guys were trying um did you guys discuss or try and medical or yeah other medical medically assisted ways of, of of conceiving like with the IVF or um the iui or did you guys discuss maybe adopting a child or surrogacy
2: i think <clears throat> we did we started i think the first time we actually um tried to do anything medical was in our seventh year because truthfully we couldn't afford it so the plan was always like it's cheaper in nigeria so we're gonna find time go to nigeria do the ivf but you gotta factor the time that you're gonna take off (laughs) Mm. from work and everything so hobbies there and everything so we were like you know what? when we have money we're gonna go to niger because over here we can't um do it so but adoption we didn't really talk about it because i just i had i kind of had this fear that i wouldn't have those um like the motherly instincts I just felt like, oh, my God, I don't want to go and adopt a kid and I don't know what to do with a kid, so let me just chill for now because, like I said, at some point, I started believing, like, maybe I don't need a child. Like, if God is not making me get pregnant, then maybe it's a sign that I don't need a a child. So, But we kept that as an option because we felt like, look, in Andrea, are several kids that need a good home. And if we can provide it, I can right. always go and, and try to that. So medically, um, like right after I had that miscarriage, I had the fiber and nothing happened. We're like, okay, let's try IVF. So went to a doctor and got everything. actually started like our first day, we take the bed control thingy. Mm -hmm. And then we discussed it. And I think that loan was going to be like 28% interest. And yeah, and you're like, okay, I'm going to collect like 10,000, 28%, and nah, God is going to do it and then but really she's like I can't owe that I got school loan I'm not gonna do that so so after that first they were like you know what let's wait when we're in better standing financially even if we have to go and get a loan with a lower interest we'll we'll try for it so that was that year seven eight and then um finally when we were able to Actually, afford it. Like my husband, actually stayed with his job because they provided ten thousand towards um, IVF. So we're like, okay, we're gonna try. Oh, before this, of course, when I go home, I'll buy climate. They're like, take this, take this, I'll take it.
1: Have,
2: yeah. Have horrible. I mean, like the when I took Clomid on myself, I had one of those incidents where I got like so swollen, like it was almost a thing to call nine one one. But someone of course said, take clomid then take this injection, then take this and take this. You're like, okay, okay, you know, so so after that bad Chlomid incident, we're like, okay, we're not gonna do that. So um yeah, what was it? 2019, so 2018 is when we actually, now we're like, okay, we're gonna use the 10,000 from his job and go get it. So now when they tell you IVF, they're like, oh, um, you know, how much did they say? It's like fourteen, fifteen thousand. <laughs> 15,000. I we like, okay, we go to see the doctor and they tell us, well, it's not quite that. They give us a list, it comes up to like 20 some thousand. And then part of it, you have to pay, like, cash or check. You know, they, they're they not going to do uh, credit card. And then for the visit and stuff, you'll do it. So the first day, I go to get my medicine, and then I call them. And they're like, okay, your balance is 4000 <laughs> Like, it was like 3900 and something. I'm like, sure, sure. <laughs> I have 10000 <laughs> in my insurance. they're like, man, we've applied insurance. <laughs> so so i call expensive it is oh my god it is so (laughs) i call my husband like okay here we go again The medicine is just like thirteen thousand something i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do this i i get upset i'm like i can't do this god can do it for me for free why do i have to pay to get a child and real Mm -hmm. emotional i called my actually called my pastor i can't do this and he's like um Speak to your husband and whatever decision he makes. Go with it. So I called my husband. I'm like, can you imagine? Like, after the 10000 we still got to pay, blah, 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 blah. blah. He's like, we'll do whatever we have to do. Let's just do it. And that was it. So finally, but before this, before the IVF, I did, like, two sessions of IUI that fell. Mm -hmm. And because before the IVF, you have to do, like, three. So... Actually, lied to them that I did one in Nigeria, so (laughs) I wouldn't have to pay for (laughs) for for three. And I think the doctor knew. I was like, I had a clomid thing, and he's like, okay, we'll count that. So I did the two um, IUI cells, and then um, we did the IVF. I was told I had an eighteen percent rate of success because of my age, Mm thirty-nine. And um, thank you, Lord, it happened. And wow. that's how I got my miracle. Wow.
1: Wow. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. God.
2: Thank God. Now, yes. Thank God. But people still do kind of hints like, why didn't you do this sooner? Why didn't you do this earlier?
1: Okay. <laughs> if you are any of those people that said anything, I'm going to need to shut up. Okay. Because yes. no, you cannot tell someone when they should do this or when they should do that. Mm-hmm. It's not your life
2: yeah right
1: give them a chance to live their lives you can live your own life how you want to do it though you cannot force somebody else to do it your own way so Mm -hmm. okay so thank you for sharing that um my next question is um i guess kind of tying to what you just said is so a lot of um african societies will look down on a couple that's been married for an extended period of time sometimes even just one year hmm You know, you've been married for up to a year and you're not pregnant. How far? was going on? Mm-hmm. Um what was if 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 you remember some of the things that were said to you, are they positive or negative um d- during your waiting period?
2: It was mostly um I say mostly negative, but what I thought- it was negative, but the it's almost you know how they say shade. It's like they they feel that they're not being hurtful or negative but they are Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like some things are just inappropriate. Don't talk about it. Don't you know, don't bring it up. Like if you see if you see someone married for years, you don't know if they've made a choice not to have a kid. You don't know if they're having a hard time having a kid. Stay, stay out of it, really. Stay out of it. I mean, but I had like I had the ones that wanted me to go see Baba Lao. I had the ones that wanted me to go see Prophetess. I had the one you know, it's like, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, they think they're being helpful, but you're like, I, I, don't, I don't practice these things. I don't have to. It, so why are you giving me that as a suggestion? I'm going to a church. I'm being an active person in my church. And then you're telling me about another church because the God of that church is more powerful than, you know. So right. they feel they're being helpful. And then you have the ones that were like, ah, you know, he's a man. He can always have a child. You're the one getting old, you know. <laughs> that is so (laughs) sorry. on
1: so many levels
2: (laughs) and then you have the one bringing me the herbal uh drink I mean it was it was hard to go home because it was worse when I, I I went home but like over here it wasn't as as bad well it was a little bit at church but not as bad because at church you have this pity like you know everybody having that pity and praying for you and like I said, good intentions, but mm-hmm. yeah, not so much. And then one of the funny ones was that, um, after the miscarriage, my husband bought me a puppy, and so we call like the dog, like when we're talking to the dog, oh, hey, mama is calling you, daddy's coming. So one of the ladies, is like, hey, yeah, hey, no, get picking dog, oh. <laughs> he tell the dog to call her mama. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you have to do it for her. <laughs> oh my goodness! You yeah, know, with such like, you know, she made it a prayer point. Like, if if you are telling dog to call you mom, <laughs> and you're like, "I thank you, my But you know, those those kind of <laughs> so yeah, it, it 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 was bad. I've I think I've I've heard it all, and it was always like anxious when me we went. Like after service and someone call you like, okay, let me, let me talk to you about something. I I don't mean to offend you or be in your business, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and at that point, I just, I just uh, tune you out. So yeah. Yeah. And then what, what helped me on my home front was that, um, my husband made it clear because like after two years. (laughs) In-laws, everybody was like, right. hey, what is going on? You need to come and see my pastor, blah, blah, blah. So my husband was like, God is the one that gives a child. If you're God and you know how to give a child, come ask my wife about her child. If you're not, don't ask her. Like he made it clear. If you ask her about our child situation, we're going to cut you off. So wow. that helped. But they would still come And Please don't let your husband know I'm talking to you. <laughs> Please I'm begging you. You know how your husband can be. Don't let him know that I asked you this. But you know, so I still had it, but it it helped that they kind of had that thing like, okay, they're not gonna tolerate it. But it mm-hmm. was it was mostly negative, even the ones that were trying to be helpful.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so um Okay, so you've been saying that you know that your husband was just really supportive of you the whole entire time, um, mm-hmm. even though people would try to say s- silly things, you know, about mm-hmm. him leaving or him having children outside and mm-hmm. all of that. But he was still, you know, standing in faith um, for you. Um, And also trying to protect you from people who are...
2: I I wouldn't say standing in faith for for me, more like standing in faith for us, for himself too. Right, okay, yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. standing in
1: faith for you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, But just, I guess, maybe realistically in quotes, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, It can be really hard on a marriage, right? And I just wonder um, if your marriage was at all impacted um, while you guys were waiting?
2: It, it was. It was because, um, I'll say, sometimes we, I don't know, I don't really know about him, but I know, like, for me, I kind of, I could have been more. I don't know how to explain it. You know, like, like I, I, I used to check out. I used to check out and like, when you check out, I'm not saying, okay, I'm depressed. So, but I'm going to be happy for, you know, like, I'm just depressed. I'm just that, that partner that you come home to and I've been crying all day and I haven't taken a shower and I don't care. And then, you know, and you're telling me uh, it's going to be okay. Get over it. And all I do is just, you know, go on and on about it. And then, okay, here comes another period. Yeah. She's going to cry, you know? So yeah, it, it, it does impact it also does impact the intimacy of the marriage because <laughs> we we gotta do that. Uh, ovulation time, yeah. We gotta we can't quarrel during ovulation time if not, mm-hmm. oh Lord, <laughs> I've missed a month. <laughs> you know, and then you're doing it, but your heart is not, you're just doing it to have a child. So those things come up. And then even, um, the insecurities about the marriage, you know, like I know one of the incidents that we had, we had a a disagreement and he, he's made a statement about, um, like marriages, uh, break up much less on without a child. That was one of the most painful thing that he could have ever said to me. It was almost like an eye opener. Like, oh my God! So he knows that there's no child in this marriage. You understand? Mm-hmm. It's like a a child in a marriage, kind of um for us makes it a marriage. Uh, you know, for our culture, that's what makes it a marriage. I mean, if you're with a guy and you ain't got a child, you're just kind of dating. You know, that's that's how they see it. Because even with the pressure, like, when are you guys gonna have a child? When are you gonna have make it real? I remember even for um like for immigration purposes and like, Oh, you don't have a child. So you got to prove that the relationship is real. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So, but yeah, it, it did affect it honestly. Like I, because all through that period I, I felt diminished as a person. So I was almost, there, there were moments that it made, it made the marriage tough. He would, he would get angry at, at me. Um, just not, not being motivated and doing other things because it was just all about having a child having a child what about me as a person as your husband as your partner you know what about having some faith when I didn't have it so but yeah that I think yeah with, with all these years and then even when I brought it up to him to him he didn't really see the impact of like what he said to him, he was just talking. But for me, as a woman, oh, it cut me deep. Yeah. <laughs> it cut it me deep. And you sat thinking, oh, is my marriage firm because I don't have a child? And, and then, even with people making it seem like at any time, anybody can step in and have a child. You could just right. go out there and have a one night stand and have a child, whoop de doo. You, <laughs> you know, your position is no longer valid in the marriage. So it, right. it does it does affect marriage a lot. It really takes the grace of God to overcome. Wow. Well,
1: like I said, though, thank God for answered prayers. Thank God for Z. Yes. Um, just to wrap up. Um, what would you say to the woman who's been married for, you know, four, five, six, seven, ten 10 years and has been praying for a child? Like what would you, what message would you send to her? How would you, I guess, encourage her or tell her to, I don't know, just keep living or to keep going?
2: Honestly, I, I don't want to say I don't know, but I've, I've thought about this even from, from the moment I got pregnant to the moment I had a kid. I keep wondering, what is it that someone would have said to me that would have made it okay, that would have made it um, hopeful? And really, it was nothing. There's, there was nothing that anyone said to me, good intention, bad intention, that... That, that made the situation okay, that, that gave me hope and encouragement. My hope was in God, and God was not doing it. So what could anybody tell me? Nothing. Right. So I would say to that person, if you have God, then just just believe. If you have any other source of strength or belief, whatever, like, makes you – uh not give up completely just just hold on to that thing but i i don't think i you know i can't tell anybody anything that will make it better because i'm on the other side because there was nothing that that did it for me was when i was on the other side all i can do is is thank you lord that i i didn't give up completely i didn't do something stupid because i just couldn't take it anymore but i I know there were times where I even stopped praying. I questioned God, my faith wavered, everything, but there was something at the back of me that i um was was that verse in the Bible that were all wonderfully made
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know yeah. god God knows god God knows why he made me this way. God knows why I don't have a child honestly i was I was getting to the point of. I'm not going to have a child. So you know what? Sexy time. (laughs) I (laughs) (laughs) I went shopping. I mean, right before my my IVF, I was like 18% is going to fail. I went shopping. I bought clothes. I told my husband we're gonna make a budget. We're getting a trainer. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look and feel good. If Oprah can stay without a child and be fabulous, (laughs) I'm. You gotta. You gotta encourage yourself because at that point I was like at the very very bottom and I had to pick myself up. So many people, loved ones, religious ones, everybody did have an input and tried to encourage me, but it didn't really do anything it was just that that believed that okay god let your goodwill be done i'm gonna love you i'm gonna serve you with or without a child you know my heart desires if it is that i will not have a child give me the grace to live a fabulous life yeah. you know give me the grace to still you know because you know at a second point our lives changed. We, I got a job. We moved to a place. We were making more. Things were good, and I, I didn't even see it because I was so hung up on these things. So I had to come back to a place of like gratitude, like, thank you, God, I'm alive. I'm, I have a fabulous life. Give me the grace to enjoy it and be present and, 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 I, and I appreciate this gift of life. It is well. It is well. So I, I think, actually, that's it it is well it is well for that woman that is waiting it is well just remember it is well his will will be done not your will his good will for your life will be done and because that's that's what got me to like i may mean, not have a child but i'll be fabulous <laughs> i'll stop being depressed <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> you, you know and if i have a child god to you be the glory so and and then it happened when I had no hope whatsoever. I just did the IVF so I could say, yeah, I don't done it. I don't did it. So okay, right. leave me leave me alone. And and it actually so yeah, it is well. Yeah,
1: no. It's, to be honest, it's really really hard. You know, while while you're still waiting, while you're in the thick of things like. Um, I think sometimes almost anything that anybody says, like, yeah, okay, like I haven't heard that before, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, you've heard it all. You've
1: heard it all. You've heard it all. You've heard the good You've read you've you've it
2: all. You've cried it all. Sometimes you've tried it all. I, I know, I mean, there's, there's a Nigerian uh, lady that's married to a pastor that I read that has has had 11 IVFs and it didn't work. And later she adopted, I think she's like kind of popular. I mean, when I read this woman's story, I can't tell you how much I cried, <laughs> you wow. know? I, and I was like, this is someone that kind of it, has done it. So what hope do I have for mine? You know, so sometimes you've tried all you can to where, you know, to what you can do. You've prayed it all, you've cried it all, you've heard it all. And so what? But life has to go on, right? We we make that decision that life has to go on. Right. So if that life goes on, we're going on by the grace of God. And he, he will do it because he has good plans for us. For those that love him and trust him, he, he will do it. There was a point where I felt like I wasn't even worth it. I wasn't worshiping God the way I was supposed to. I mean, I actually have to say when I had my miscarriage, I'm sure I cursed God. I, I think in that period, like, you know, like I cursed him, like what kind of God would play this kind of cruel joke on me, but thank God that he, he is a merciful God. So I really, honest to God, I really don't know how I made it to this side, but I just know by his grace, I kept going on and going on. And I even got to the place where I was like, you know what, I'm going to shift my focus away from this even though it was hard it was almost like a denial but I just had to choose to leave and it will happen and the the best part about it happening is that you kind of forget all those years it kind of goes away because
1: you know
2: by the time you have the baby it's real now (laughs) you don't forget all that you're gonna be crying for different reasons when you can't sleep (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so my husband makes fun of me all the time. <laughs> Cause I, I remember early on, um, my kid, I don't know what happened happen, I was like, no nobody touched that kid, it took me ten years and nine months. So <laughs> 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 So he calls it when I, I'm like, you know what? I am so tired. Come take this child. He's like, mm-hmm, I like got 10 years, nine months. So <laughs> all those years, do they do kind of fade away. All the pain, the anguish, the depression, did you fade away. And then you come into a place of, of uh, gratitude and testimony, the miracles. And, you, you, you know, that kind of takes care of that. So um, yeah, to that woman. Don't give up on God. Just keep believing. You ain't gonna do nothing. It's not by our. It's not by what we do. We can't manipulate God. We can't cry, yeah. and He does it. It's by His mercy, and He will do when He will do it. So just keep believing. Wow.
1: Well, thank you very much, Mama Z, for um, speaking with me um, and just sharing what your experience was like um i don't know how i would have handled it you know if i had been in your position for as long as 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 you were but um i just thank god for you and i thank god for your husband and for your little baby z who's so cute um, <laughs> thank you. but yeah thank you again so much for being on the podcast and for sharing your story i really really appreciate it and i hope that um people out there who are listening um are inspired by it and um are encouraged by your story as well
2: thank you and i i want to thank you too because you you kind of helped me along the way even when you didn't know me like you you spoke about it and I felt like it was okay to express it it was okay for me to not pretend like it was okay like (laughs) darn it I I, I'm I need a kid I cry every time my period comes I'm frustrated I don't you know someone else said it being you and I was able to you know speak like you know, you're my of friend, like, you know, my blog friend, <laughs> Even though I haven't met you, but you you made it okay, you've, you've, you've been available to me, and I appreciate it, I, I'm able to to talk to you, you know, my issue with going back to work after the baby, and <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, so keep keep doing what you're doing, because you do, you do make an impact, I don't know if anybody will listen to my story, and be encouraged, and be like, this girl, after all this, she can't tell us one thing to make us so hopeful. it's like it's good to talk and be able to share and for us to have like a forum to you know to be ourselves and speak so thank you for what you're doing keep doing it
1: thank you thank you very much for that i don't know if i told you that i when i went back to the emails that we shared you know 2016 and i think 2017 and then 2019 like I was just like wow like you went really deep I went really deep there are things mm-hmm. that I said to you um in the emails that even I don't remember and when I look, when I read the emails I was like wow like even I was in so much pain at different mm-hmm. times yes right yeah. but you know just being able to express it to someone you know who was open and listening and for you to be able to share with me that um that deeply as well. Um I don't know, I guess just a gift and you know, just thank you. I remember I remember when you sent the email that you were in the hospital about to you know, you were on bed rest and getting ready to have it. I was like, oh my God <laughs> You guys don't know. Yeah it's not just you there's you there's someone I know um she was married for 12 years actually before yeah. oh, she had a baby mm-hmm. and I think a, a few other people that have reached out to me like over the years um you know in response to me saying like I I, I was trying to conceive for a little bit and every time I get a message every time I me mm-hmm. you not. I'm somewhere in my room crying i mm-hmm. go going to my mom like Mommy you don't even know <laughs> Somebody <laughs> just said to me Thank God Oh my God <laughs> That is me Every yeah. single time someone says Because it's mm-hmm. like oh geez I'm just begging you yeah. Yeah. Um, But just yeah Thank you so much for this conversation For this episode And I hope everyone who's listening Is encouraged and inspired
2: Yes, please stay encouraged. Stay Thank encouraged. You. you have a good night. Thank you. you. Too.
1: Give baby Z hugs for me. Have good night. Good night,
2: Yeah, I hope he's asleep. I can't hear him, so I'm praying he's asleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Have a good one. All right. Bye bye.
0: I hope you enjoyed listening to the conversation that I had with Mama Z about um, her experience. Um, this is also another new thing. I, well, I don't think it's going to be, um, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Mama Z. Um, I wanted to share, there's something that I should have shared while I was talking to her, but I forgot to, but, um, if you're a Christian, I wanted to share that, um, and you're in this situation. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation with Mama Z. Um, I know that it's a very sensitive topic for you if you are still trying to conceive, if you're still waiting and, you know, it just seems like God isn't answering your prayers. Um, After Mama Z and I finished our conversation um, and I, you know, hit the stop recording button, we still went on to chat for I think another 30 minutes or so. But I wanted to share this verse, um, these verses on um, from Daniel 3. This is when um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fire. Um, in verse 17, they were telling Nebuchadnezzar, If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to serve us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. And this is the main thing I want to show here. This is in verse 18 but even if he doesn't we want to make it clear to you your majesty that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up for me that um, little phrase there but even if he doesn't is so powerful to me because in just that little phrase Shadrach, and Abednego showed that you know what? We're not even serving God because of what he can do for us or what he will do for us. Even if he doesn't answer this particular prayer, even if he doesn't save us from this fire, even if we are burned into the ground or whatever, even if he doesn't, we will not serve your God. We will still serve our Lord. And again, I know that it is a very sensitive topic for you if you are trying to conceive, but Um, and, and, and it it can be easy for me to say it because God did answer this particular prayer, but the truth of the matter is there are other prayers that I've prayed or that I have been praying that just haven't been answered. Maybe God plans to give me a different answer than what I was expecting. But my point here is, um, if you are a Christian and, um, you feel like God is not answering your prayer um maybe stop to think well what if god doesn't answer my prayer i'm not saying you shouldn't have faith definitely pray and have faith but you're human as well and even if god doesn't answer this particular prayer that you're praying in the way that you want will that make you stop serving god will it make you not believe in him any longer Um, again, it is hard. I understand that, but I just really felt compelled to add this little addendum here. Um, and I hope that you receive it well. I hope that you receive it with some grace. Um, for those of you who are still trying, may God just give you peace in the waiting. God bless you guys. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Oyoyo Podcast. Out of everything you could be doing, you chose to spend the time with me and I am truly grateful. Please follow us on social media at Mommy mommyoyoyo, which is M-O-M-M-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Feel free to send us feedback and suggestions that way or via our email at mommyoyoyo at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to the Mommy Oyo Yo podcast on your favorite podcast players. Rate and review the podcast. And finally, don't keep this goodness to yourself. Share the Mommy Oyo Yo podcast with your friends, your family, your co-workers, and more. The Mommy Oyo Yo podcast. Sharing experiences of African motherhood. Mommy Oyo Yo. Mommy Oyo Yo. Mommy
1: Oyo Yo. See you next time.